0: Hello and welcome back to The Josh and Ethan Show. This is the first time we're doing a consecutive episode in like four months. But yeah, we're back. Hopefully consistently. Next week, hopefully I'll be in, in actually uh, with Ethan when we're recording. So hopefully it'll be a little better, a little better quality. It'll be easier to communicate and all that. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, and there's always just issues doing stuff electronically. Like there will be a bit of background noise here and there, so the audio quality might be a bit more like what's been. it will definitely be back to the quality of probably the best it's ever been because tech has been upgraded on my end, and then being in person will bring it back to like when we did our first couple episodes and that one taping we did. But anyway, um, much more show than last week because um we kind of covered a lot of news at once, but um. We kind of have two big things to hit on with the big up coming AEW card, and with the AEW game announcement. So, um, we'll start with the AEW game. I think.
0: Um. So from, I don't know if you saw the actual like panel that they did, as a live stream on the on the actual games YouTube channel, but um, I mean from what I saw, they're they're coming out with what three or four games, um. One of which will be released for the next gen and current gen consoles. Um, and I mean, it looks pretty good. I mean, graphically wise, it's not, you know, as detailed as WWE games, but I don't think that they're trying to go for, like, oh, let's make, let's make like a 2K game or anything like that. I think they're more focused around the actual gameplay rather than, um, the looks of it, but hopefully it's better than WWE games because I feel like, especially recently, the WWE games haven't been all that great. Uh, I know the 2K20 was so bad that they had to postpone 2K21 so that they could start working on 2K22. Um, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, from the looks of it, they're putting a lot of effort into this ga- these games. And I mean, if they're putting as much effort as they are putting, into their shows on AEW, then I I, I don't doubt that they will be pretty good games. Um, but WWE is doing, uh, you know, kind of like how they're running their actual programming, they're lackluster, um, especially recently. So, yeah, hopefully they're pretty good. They're coming out with a like a what was it like a. Uh, you know, how, like how they have like those casino games. Where it's, yeah. Like, so they have a the casino big, mobile the, game. The big fish, big fish, uh, whatever Wheel of Fortune type of thing. It's kind of like that. They're like a little casino games, which is cool for like yeah. people that don't, that aren't familiar with like actual mobile gaming or anything like that. It's a little bit for like the simpler crowd, people who like simpler games, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm glad they're like covering a ri- wide variety of people who yeah. play games because. It's not necessarily direct, directed towards people who have
1: the current or next-gen consoles or anything like that. Yeah, and I think the other mobile game is going to be a GM game where you can kind of, like, run a wrestling company. So I think that'll yeah. definitely be very interesting to see. But, yeah, I'm really excited by the whole thing. And one thing I always noticed is the hair, in, like, 2K has seemingly, like, more realistic... um animations for the bodies and like they're being a little bit more cartoonish in the small trailer we saw with kenny and jericho but when you look at it like the hair in the 2k games is so bad and like it's just like plastered in one spot the entire time where I i think
0: the more they try to make it realistic the harder it is for it to actually run so it looks like it looks worse yeah. than they're trying
1: to make it look. Where it feels like, when I watch that Kenny and Jericho trailer, and to be fair, that could be a cinematic trailer, and not what the actual gameplay will look like exactly, but it looked a lot like gameplay, and they showed some stuff that looked like gameplay, and if yeah. it's going to be more in that No Mercy style, that's a lot what like the gameplay is going to be. And the animation, though, the actual style might be considered a bit less realistic. It felt like it was perfect inside of its style, and... And I'd prefer that to being, like, trying to look super realistic and then it kind of looks really bad in the finished product.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, the mobile game, the casino game, comes out in, I think, December. Um, the rest of them I don't think
1: will come out until next year, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but
0: I, I'm glad they're they're making a wide variety of games so that we're not getting bored with just the one and it covers a wide a wide variety of people who play games. But, yeah, so far they
1: look pretty cool. Yeah, and I hope for the console one, they don't try to push out one every year like WWE is doing, because it kind of gets boring. They should just try to push more DLCs or just even free updates to the game that come with the included price. And for the mobile games, I know it will happen, but I think for the console games, it's important to try to get three, four years out of each one. Because, one, you don't want to build fatigue in the market. And, two... You, like, I remember the only reason I really bought 2K19 after having 2K18 is because, like, I wanted to be able to play as, like, a couple people from NXT. And the only 2K game I ever would is 2K18. But then 2K19 wasn't all that fun, so I didn't really play it at all. So I'd wasted my money on it, and I had no interest in buying 2K20 because it's like, well, I don't care about these games anymore. And all I'm doing is unlocking a few more people from NXT, which, by the way, are just going to be squandered on the main roster. So it's like, why do I want to play as them? Yeah. I do think that WWE's always been kind of
0: smart on that, though, because there are, like, for WWE 2K18, uh, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Alistair Black, those were all DLCs, which is smart, because those are NXT people, and that was, like, the height of NXT. So people are going to want to play as those people. So they're yeah. making more money off of that. I will say on, on that part, they are smart. I
1: think they've no, always yes. been smart
0: with who they put into
1: their DLCs. But I'm saying they still do roll out a new game every year. If AEW were to launch this game with everyone they got in the first year, then, okay, like, this, I assume he'll be in the base game because he's been there long enough, but let's say they signed Ricky Starks right after they finished like, the lineup for the first game. Then you s- release the game, then you spend a few months, you code a Ricky Starks character, then you say, $2 DLC, you can now have Ricky Starks in your AW game, in your roster. So it's like, they, they could do that, and they could last years out of that, Because until people get tired of the mechanics or the match type or whatever, there's no real need to make a new game. You just want to put in those new moves and those new characters that people want.
0: Yeah. And I I don't think it's going to be one of those games where they need to... Or one of those game franchises where they're going to need to make a new one every year. I think as long as they keep uh, updating characters, adding new game modes or whatever, I think the game will be fine if it just stand alone for a while. I think eventually making a new game, uh, I mean, I think eventually they will have to make a new game.
1: Oh yeah, at some point. Just because, yeah. you know, the mechanics would be out of date or the graphics are out of date or whatever. But I think for a while, if, if they do play their cards right, I think this game could last a couple of years. Yeah, I just don't want to be where I have to buy a new AW game every year at Christmas time because that's why I kind of fell off of the 2K thing. It's like, I don't want that to be like, all right, it's Christmas, gotta gotta buy a new game. Like, I'd rather be able to either save my money or spend it on something new that I've never played before. Like, I don't know. It's, I'm hoping that they take a more lax approach to it. So, um, yeah. let's talk about this big dynamite coming up. I have two matches I really want to talk about. And, um, two finishes I'm really hoping we get. So, um... But then there's a couple other AW notes in general to talk about under some WWE notes as well. But um the first match I want to talk about, of course, is the AW World title match. Biggest match in dynamite ever, probably biggest match in company history. I think it's really important, and I've heard this from a lot of people, and I've talked to some people about this, and I agree with it. They need to start it at the top of the first hour. So realistically, they could do the hour draw. Because I don't think they should do an hour draw. I think Kenny should just win now instead of dragging it out to Revolution. And they can do a rematch at Revolution or Kenny can beat someone else at Revolution. But I think that they... um. I think it's important that they do the finish now. But they need to have... like This can't be like a good 17-minute TV main event. This needs to have the room to get 30-40 like, minutes. So you can just start at the top of the first hour... And then it's okay if you're like we 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 have a tentative match, in case this doesn't go the full hour. But in case it does go the full hour, we want to make sure we get all of this to you on TV. It feels more realistic, and then that way, say to go 40 minutes. You have 20 minutes. You do 15 minutes of like your other match that you had on deck, and then you do, like, a five-minute angles close to show or Kane cuts promo if he wins, Moxley cuts promo if he wins. They have a brawl if they go to the draw. Like, you know what you want. But I do think Kenny is winning and that they should give it a large amount of time. Um, what do you think about that match?
0: Oh, sorry. I just realized I muted myself. Um, um, I was about to say, I don't know about that finish, though, because I thought that, um, Moxley was going to be going back to Japan because he's still their U.S. champion. So I thought that he was going to end up dropping the title to Kenny and then um, he would end up just going back to Japan and doing his thing there with the U.S. title.
1: Yeah, I think the Kenta match is supposed to happen in the Tokyo Dome in January. So, here, here's the deal. I don't know if Geto wants to take the U.S. title off Moxley, but if he's going to take it off him... Moxley can't be world champion because there's no way that the AW world champion can job in any other promotion. That's just not how it's going to be. So I definitely see Kenny winning now. So I don't know if Moxley goes to Japan immediately, but that definitely does give the opening where he could ever go to Japan because when you're world champion, you don't have to be on TV every week. So he could get the four weeks off. He would need to fly out there, quarantine two weeks, do it, come back. Like he could get the four or five weeks he needs off. And Like, he would miss, like, five, six Dynamites, and I would suck. But you could do that once you're no longer the champion. So there is yep. that kind of opening there, I guess. Yeah. But I think more importantly, it's just, it's time to get, I ha- kind of have the thing of the AW champions so far. When I watch them, they're, like, my favorite, and they're the greatest. Then when they lose the title, I'm mad. I'm like, oh, it's too soon for them to lose the title. But after about a month, I get settled in. And to be fair, I only have one data point here. But after they lose it, I kind of settle into a new champion after a while, and I'm like, no, this is the right person to be the champion right now. And even though I'm not ready for Moxley to lose the title necessarily, I do think it is time to put the title on Kenny so they can do Kenny with a bunch of different people at the main event, and then eventually Hangman can beat Kenny. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Um, I honestly... I, I I must have read something wrong or whatever, but I, I was... I thought that uh, Moxley actually dropped the U.S. title, New Japan U.S. title, like, last summer.
1: No, he lost it to travel. So um, there was a travel issue, and there was a New Japan stip that if the champion no-shows, they lose it. So I pulled the stip. They had to have him vacate, and then they had a Juice-Lance Archer match, and Lance Archer beat Juice. And then um, this is back when Archer was with New Japan. Then at the Tokyo Dome last year, last January... Um they had a Texas Death match and Moxley beat Archer again. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but um so that's definitely interesting avenues. music. there's a lot of ways they could do it, but I don't see any way in which Kenny isn't at least champion by February. Um I also wanted to talk about Brody Lee and Hangman Page. So first off, Brody Wee's been like radio silent. He hasn't been on social media, he hasn't met Dynamite, hasn't been BT, so I hope he's okay and he's just taking a break. But Silver's been, like, weeding a Dark Order in his absence right now. And Silver's been really good, really funny, of course. But um, I think what's really interesting is, even on Dynamite, Silver's kind of taking that weed like, kind of promo for Anna Jay and having the match with Hangman. So it feels like they're building to a Hangman-Birdie Lee match. So I just hope that Birdie Lee's okay and they can do that match on Revolution. Because I think that could be a real big match. And then um, I want to talk about... um. The Cody and Darby Allen against Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. And I kind of have a controversial opinion here, but I think it's the right thing to do. I think Will Hobbs should pin Cody in this match because the guy is 7-6 and six right now in singles. You don't want to add a tag record where if you take like his overall record, he's 500 or maybe below 500 if he has some tag losses on Dark back when he was jobbing a lot. So I think you need to keep building him up and I think if you want to make a real big star and make him a big monster now, you have to give him the win over that name guy. And he definitely can't beat Darby because one, Darby's a champion. He shouldn't lose every week. But he already did a job to Cage because they're building to a Cage-Darby match, I assume, at Revolution. But that also makes me think maybe it's Nightmare Family and Darby or just Nightmare Family. But given that they have Taz's son and Taz with Cody and the Taz mission, are they going to do a war games between Team Taz and either the Nightmare Family in some form, or the Nightmare Family in Darby, I feel like that might be a build that they could be going to. At the very least, they are probably doing some sort of six-man thing, and they need six-man titles. Yeah,
0: I I don't think that Darby should lose um, to any of the FTR guys, or FTR, FTW guys, um, only because he kind of, like, in kayfabe, he was kind of like, oh... Man, this guy's on top, but he always loses. And now he was like the underdog in this TNT title match. No one—I mean, some people thought he was going to win, but like the likelihood of him actually winning was really low. But he ended up winning. Um, so he's kind of like this underdog champion right now. And I think having him lose to these these guys who are who would, you know, seemingly in kayfabe, beat him up. Big time, I think having him have underdog victories as the champion is really good for his character. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that Darby should have all those really big losses right now. Um, yeah. But these 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 FTW guys, I mean, they're good. I love Team Taz, but I feel like there's there's not, not there's something missing with the team. And I think uh, with Will Hobbs, like you said, they have to build him as a really big monster. Um, because I feel like Taz, yeah, he's, he's a, or I'm sorry, uh, Brian Cage, yeah, he's pretty good in the ring, but he's not a great promo, and it cut, Taz kind of makes up for that, Will Hobbs isn't really a great talker, so Taz kind of makes up for that, Ricky Starks is okay, talker, but again. No,
1: Ricky Starks is a great talker, what are you talking about? That's true. Ricky Starks is an um, awesome promo.
0: Have you, oh, did you see the, the... The um one chip challenge. Oh my God,
1: he F- no sold it. It was so good.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I th- I just think that the FTW team just needed needs Will Hobbs as the another monster, and then I think after that, have them go after the tag titles. Uh, have yeah. FTR FTR keep the titles for a long time, or for a while. Uh, I wouldn't say as early as Revolution. Maybe double or nothing. Have them go after the tag titles.
1: Yeah, they should wait for. I think they should wait for FTR to try to get the rematch against the Bucks. But I want to um sorry to cut you off here, but I think before we drift away into tag titles, I think the one thing that they've done really well is Derby did win the title and he did immediately lose, but he lost to Cage and that sets up a strong challenger and that continues the kind of feud they've had in the background. So I think that's good. But then you have to follow that up with Derby beating Cage, overcoming that Derby's back on top now, Derby doesn't lose for a while cuz you just need that one loss to set the match. So that kind of puts you in a good position. And I think what's really delicate with this upcoming tag match is you don't want to beat Big Will Hobbs because he's new. Like, he's still very fresh. This will probably be his fourth time on Dynamite, I want to say, like in, like, a match and maybe, like, some eighth appearance. So he's still relatively fresh, and his record isn't that great. And, yes, like, he's the young boy of the team now instead of Starks, but it doesn't make sense that just because he's the younger guy, you can beat him every time. Cody can afford some losses, and he's taken a few recently. He took one to Brody, and then he beat Brody right back. So that kind of cancels out as just like a net zero, I guess. And then – or not net zero, but you know what I mean. And then Darby – he lost to Darby, and he hasn't gotten that one back. That's okay. So Cody only really has three unanswered losses. He has MJF, Jericho, and Darby. So he can afford to lose. And I think that you don't want to beat Starks because he's ranked, yes – but most of his record is padded from Dark. I don't know if he's won a match on Dynamite or not. So
0: I don't, I don't think he has.
1: So he's pushed is like a big competitor in all these matches. And he has a very strong record. I think he's like 10 free or something. But you don't want to send a message of every time this guy is on Dynamite, he loses. So I think it's really important that Cody gets pinned in this match. Because again, you don't want to pin Darby again. He just got pinned. And also, he got pinned by a guy in their stable... So, why would you really set up a match with him between two different guys in a stable? So, I think they should probably build to a six man match or a War Games match or something. But, um, there's, um, there's avenues to go, and I'm really invested and interested in the feud now. As long as they, this, Cody can afford to do some jobs here. They got they gotta do that.
0: Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? I didn't hear you that last
1: part. Oh, Cody can afford to do some jobs. It's like, he can afford to do them now I think I'm sorry you're like
0: you're cutting out this
1: for a little bit oh technical difficulties okay basically I think that I'm really invested in the feud and I think going back to what you said about the tag titles I think that it could do any combo those guys but I think right now they have to beat out the Nightmare family kinda oh I Cody and then TNT title. <laughs> uh before they go for the bucks again, I think that they have to um like they need to either beat out the Nightmare Family or like have a break between woozing to them and that feud because I think it's too soon for um Team Taz to go for the tag belts.
0: I don't I don't really are is the Nightmare Family a legit tag team?
1: Well, no, but they have the natural nightmares, and they have the whole stable. True. So, I'm just saying, like, it seems like they're building up this rivalry between the two stables, plus maybe Darby. So, it's just, I don't know. Because if you bring in Taz's son, like, I don't think Taz is going to work a match, but, like, he put T- Cody into Taz mission. And then, if you bring in Taz's son as a young boy, you have um, Cage, Starks, and Hobson. Then you have, like, Lee Johnson, who's made a dark shower, but they put him in the Nightmare family as a young boy. Then you have the Natural Nightmares and Cody, or you swap out Lee Johnson for Darby, and there's just, like, no young boy on that team. Like, there's ways to do... You can easily do a six-man match, but there's ways to do, like, war games, too. Yeah. Yeah, I,
0: I I was just... I was a little confused, because I didn't, I didn't even know that... I mean, I know the... um that uh, QT Marshall and, and Dustin Rhodes, they have their tag team, but they're doing a lot of dark stuff. So, you know, people who don't watch dark, they don't know. They don't necessarily, they aren't really necessarily familiar with Q- QT
1: Marshall and uh, Dustin Rhodes' tag team work. Be fair, so sure, they do have the bunkhouse so, match on Dynamite.
0: Yeah, but it, they don't. They don't have matches often. Um, so I think for that reason it doesn't look like they'll be in the tag team title picture for a while um, so I think if they use the Nightmare family more as an actual tag team on Dynamite um, I think it'll, it'll legitimize them I actually speaking of tag teams I, I actually want to talk about this with you also um, Top Flight was incredible weren't they
1: yeah, I really enjoy Top Flight. So I think it's interesting. They're doing a Hybrid 2 Young Bucks match. Hybrid 2 are 6 and 5 right now. I'm sure they will win a few more matches in the build. But I think it's really interesting because you drop Top Flight to 1 and 2, I think they are. I think they have a win on Dark or maybe a loss on Dark or whatever. They're either 1 and 3 or 1 and 2 now. And that's okay. You didn't have to put them over Jack Evans and Helico. It's just, I really like Jack Evans and Helico, but they kind of have been used as like these more experienced guys putting over a lot of people. So I think it's interesting that now they're kind of moving into a tag title picture outside of their one, like 20 minute, like minutes of glory with FTR or whatever. So I think that's an interesting way they're going for it. They'll definitely surprise me when they beat top flight, but um, I think top flight in a few years, as long as they can cut good promos and continue working on their selling and stuff, and like they're way out of the match they could be big big stars.
0: Yeah. I mean they they were phenomenal with the young bucks. I mean that match was awesome. Um but again, I it's surprising that they lot did lose to uh I I forgot the team's name, but um Hyper to. Yeah, there you go. Um It is surprising, because they are new signees. They had that awesome match with the Young Bucks, and now they're losing to them on Dark. It's a little confusing, but like you said, they are definitely very promising. Um, I mean, they got signed pretty much immediately after that match, because it was incredible. But, um, yeah, I I do hope that they, they... to be especially tag champs someday because that match was just it was awesome, especially since yeah. they're so young. I, I don't, I'm not too worried about their future in AEW because they are what 19 and 21, so I do think they still have a lot of room for improvement.
1: Um, well, oh, yeah, they're very green still,
0: yeah, 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 but um, it's very promising,
1: yeah. Um, any other notes you want to touch on for AEW, or should we pop over to WWE? Um, I think that's about it for
0: AEW. I mean, what is there really to say about WWE anymore? I mean, I barely, the I worst. barely watch the shows anymore. I, I only look at like, um, I watch Simon Miller up and ups and downs on a on a What Culture that's pretty much it yeah. that's the
1: only reason why I know what's going on in yeah movie. um I read the results on uh, figure four and then occasionally I'll watch like small segments because we still have like a season pass on them but um yeah. so two things on XT um Grizzled young veterans are back from XUK. UK I love that tag team they're probably my favorite tag team that isn't in AEW or new Japan. So um, I'm glad to see them back. probably won't be enough to make me watch the show because the show is booked horribly. And it's becoming more and more like the main roster. And speaking of the main roster, I want to talk about Ember Moon. So she comes back. is like Everyone's really behind her. And like everyone likes her. And she has her big pushback from her injury. She ended her career. And I think she won a tag match and lost two singles matches.
0: We're talking about Ember Moon,
1: right? Yeah. She won some tag match, and then she lost to Candice, and she lost to Dakota, I want to say. And it just makes no sense. And to top it all off, Tony Storm turns heel for no reason. And also, let me talk about this whole music thing. Wait, wait, wait. wait.
0: Ember Moon's heel now?
1: No, Tony Storm turned heel on Ember Moon. Oh. So, Ember Moon's jobbing, but she's still a face.
0: So, so they brought back Ember Moon. She won a tag match. no. So this is what I'm saying. They brought back Ember Moon, put put her in front of the camera and said, "Look, this is the old NXT. She's she built this place, whatever." And now she lost some tag team match that was thrown together at like three, like an hour or like a half hour before
1: the show. And then now they're having her lose to Tony Storm. No, and, no, it's it's worse than that. It. So Tony Storm is new, right? So we, she should be winning. So, here's what the wound results have been the last couple of weeks. And I might be slightly off here, but from my understanding, this is what it is. Um, EO beat Rhea Ripley, yet Rhea Ripley is staying in XT and not moving up. Makes no sense. Um, some tag match was won by Ember Moon and I think, like, Tony Storm or Shotzi Blackheart. That's fine. That makes sense. Tony Storm lost to Candice LeRae in, like, her second match back into the promotion, via Feet on the Ropes by Candice in a roll-up. Ember Moon lost to Dakota Kai, even though Dakota Kai has just lost to Eos. There's no point building up Dakota Kai right now. Then Ember Moon lost to Candice. And then Tony Storm turned heel on Ember Moon for literally no reason. And I want to talk about the music stuff Tony Storm has new music and new entrance. It's horrible. Keith Wee has new music and new entrance. It's horrible. Everyone has new music and new entrances, and I hate it all. They should just—they're well, the, they're the richest I, company. Like they can afford the music rights. Just stop it. Bring yeah, back the old music. I, I
0: I'd mentioned uh, a while back that they started changing a bunch of people's entrances or their theme songs because uh, C-Foss, who was making the entrances, entrance music before wasn't uh had pulled out of of their contract with wwe so now every time they use the music they got all the royalties or no they got 50 percent of the royalties but wwe wanted more so now they're just making their own songs
1: it's not like they even lose money like playing the song they just make a little bit less money on it
0: like, they're making profit because they're staying in one place for their shows. Yeah. They're not doing house shows and they're not traveling. They're taking all the Twitch money from their WWE people. And they don't need they don't need the royalties to their music.
1: Like, they, it's not even that much money, too. And, like, they're only... It's not that they're losing money. They're just making less money off of that. And, like, it, right. I know it's a how, tiny thing. I know it's a mu- music...
0: How much money does one stream... Or how much money do you make off of, like, five streams on a Are you phone. asking for
1: Spotify? Yeah. It takes, like, almost 7,000 streams to make a dollar.
0: To make a dollar? Yeah. Okay, so let's just say...
1: I think it's 6,912 is a dollar, approximately.
0: 6,912. So 6,912... Hold on. 1 over 6,912. That is... 0. 0.0001446759 cents for one stream. Let's just multiply that by, let's just say.
1: Give it two 15 million. million. Two no. 2 million. Oh, 2 million. If, okay. Okay.
0: If 2 million people stream Keith Lee's song, they get $289 for that. That is nothing. That is <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing.
1: What, when me. Like. Alright. Do we music industry is stupid. You make money off of iTunes album sales in the music industry, selling CDs or records, and then selling merch and live gates. WWE doesn't really do live gates for music. The entrance music is just a part of their live gates. They don't really yeah. sell merch for the music. They sell merch for the wrestlers. And yes, like on Spotify, I might have a few theme songs I like for like AEW or like on a playlist. But I'm not going to, like, go on iTunes then and spend, like, actual money to own them. I'd rather just stream them. And, like, I do buy some stuff I really like on iTunes. So they are making a minuscule amount of money for this. And just because they want to be spiteful, they have to they have to stop um, CFOs from getting, like, the $140. And they got to ruin everyone's entrance. And I know it's a small part of the show. But, like, one of the fun things is NXT used to be, like, ah, oh, someone came in, like, oh they have this awesome new music. Their new entrance is so cool. And now everyone has a lame entrance with lame music, and it just, it makes the show even more bland and boring.
0: I'm going to boycott WWE if they get rid of loyalty is everything.
1: If they get rid of all the music, I'm going to be so mad. I'm gonna be sorry. I'm just afraid because like the wrestling veterans have great music, and they played it a little bit in the background. But I'm worried they're gonna come out next week with new music and a new entrance, and I'm just gonna be so mad. Uh, I, uh,
0: well, I was about to say I don't. I don't think WWE would go as far as getting m- making new entrance for everybody because that would mean a voices by Randy Orton would be obsolete. But honestly, I wouldn't put it past Vince. I think. I think if he got... Was Voices by
1: C-Foss? I feel like that's older.
0: Maybe that's... It might be Jim Johnston.
1: Yeah, that's probably Jim Johnston. I think C-Foss only fully took over um, post-Nakamura. So it's really only like...
0: Well, the, one of the last theme songs they made was Bobby Roode's.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Nakamura's one of the last Jim ones Johnson, Jim Johnston did. Jim Johnston made
0: yeah. Bobby Roode's theme song. You think that was the one of the last ones he did.
1: So they, who could they take away? They could take away Ricochet, Aleister Black, um... They could probably take away... They already took away OS's theme. I don't even know what Tucker's theme is now. Um... Um, Oh my god, have you heard OS's new theme? I haven't. We're playing it on air. Oh god. I heard this on Survivor Series, and I wanted to cry. It was disgusting. I didn't
0: even watch Survivor Series. That's probably the first... Survivor Series is probably the first WWE pay-per-view I didn't watch in, like, almost a year.
1: All right. Sorry everyone about the audio quality. There might be some harsher s's and p's now. I'm off of the pop filter, so I can show. Oh, this is song for the mic. Otis theme song. I'm scared for this. Do we we? Oh, this is New Entrance Views on WWE SmackDown November 6, 2020. You ready for this? Yes. Two-collar working man. Hold
0: on, let me, let me l- listen to this separately because the audio's not good. Sorry? I said I'm going to listen to this separately because the audio's
1: not good. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the audio a little bit. Hopefully it won't break up. This is disgusting. I'm just telling everyone that now. a bear and smart as a tractor. Yeah, but he's Mr. Hard Luck. Otis has been
0: through hell and back over the past couple of months. But tonight is an opportunity to qualify for the SmackDown Team at Survivor Series. Blue Collar Strong, Otis versus...
1: So, his theme is literally, I'm a blue collar working man. And that's actually the old version of it. That has like guitars on it with distortion. The new one that they have had survivor series was literally just hillbilly banjo basically
0: but okay so but my my question is what does blue collar working man have anything to do with this
1: character because they were heavy machinery, and he's from, like, Wisconsin. I don't know where Tucker's from. So it's like, they're like the working man out there. Like, that's the idea. So like But it's, that's,
0: that's not his gimmick anymore. His gimmick now is, I have Big Belly, eat meat, and have money in the bank. No, yeah,
1: yeah, So it's like, they're trying to have it two ways. It's like how Wasey Evans is the Marine, the mom, and the pinup girl, girl at the same time. That's what they're doing with us. It's like, alright, either we're going to follow his real life thing if he has blue-collar roots, and he's, like, a real hard worker. Or... He can be the fat guy to eat meat and have Mandy girlfriend, like. <laughs> it's it's so bad. <laughs>
0: um, I I also heard Keith Lee got a new entrance again. I haven't heard that
1: one. I haven't heard either. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I think but it's I think it's still generic rock music, but I think they added something like the Limitless or something like inside the beginning or something. No, they they added like like a.
0: Like, he's just, they're just shouting Keith Lee's name over and over again. Hold on, let me listen to this. Oh, yeah. It it just says Keith Lee, like, four times at the beginning, and then it's generic superstar music. All
1: right. Uh, Do we have any other dumb WWE things to talk about?
0: I mean, not really. I mean, there's just I don't even bother watching anymore because
1: yeah, it's, it's just, a waste of time. It's,
0: yeah, it's a waste of time. Honestly,
1: I know Dark has turned to like peer developmental, like record pad people, and test out some young guys, but it might be more worth my time to watch Dark than to Zam through Ross MacDown XD at this point, which is sad because Dark isn't. Dark is like what NXT was meant to be, except Dark is actually working with less talent because NXT was like, you got to reprogram all these good people into being WWE pal, but Dark is like, we'll send out a couple stars to have like real matches and to pad their records, but most of it is like these young guys that are more being like jobbers and stuff, like seeing like, are you someone who we can make something out of? So it's it's like the fact that that might actually be like, I not want to say a failed version of NXT because it's what it's meant to be, Like, NXT with, like, less roster strength. Kind of, like, being better than Ross SmackDown and NXT, which have great rosters. But, I think, could rival the AEW main roster, but just won't because the booking is so atrocious. Like, I don't know. But, um, I'll continue reading the results so we can continually make fun of Vince. And I think
0: that... I think that biggest reason why nxt has been an absolute failure recently is because i vince has been putting his as an article i read a couple months ago said vince has been putting his genius input into nxt which is probably what's making it so garbage now because he's trying to i i guess he's seeing like oh well nxt is a big brand on people like nxt i'm gonna make money off of it so now he's kind of taking control of NXT as well, which is a really big shame because Triple H was doing a phenomenal job with NXT before.
1: Yeah, even though I didn't watch it because I was more focused on AEW, I found myself being asked to watch more and more NXT segments and enjoying more and more of them and saying as many issues as there are of the show being two hours and being a bit more main rostery and like there's Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes as a jobber. And like now this is actually a place where we're under pushing people, even though like the whole point of NXT was we're gonna push everyone properly. Like it was still a good show. Now it feels like a bad show with a few good people. And that really feels like what SmackDown and Raw have become as well. Yeah. It's just WWE entirely is just not good anymore.
0: They need what WWE needs to do, and and this is really not something hard that they have to do. It, it's really simple. They need to plan out stories because they're they're not doing that. They're they're just going by. They're making the shows an hour before they have them.
1: Well, no, they have a big team of writers that make stories, but then Vince comes in and changes all the stories an hour before. That's the yeah, real I, issue.
0: So, I think Vince just needs to... Okay, if Vince, if Vince has a problem with the stories that they're making, why doesn't he
1: just make stories? They're not going to be great, but at least they'll be thought out to some extent. Well, maybe not, because he's old. Yeah.
0: He's, he's kind of like... He's kind of like a... I was gonna, that's not true. I was going to say like he's Joe Biden, but he's... Not
1: at all. He's way farther along, the, yeah. <laughs> the dementia scale. He's way farther gone. Yeah. Because I believe that Joe Biden will be able to like, properly run the United States to an extent. Vince can barely run WWE. And WWE should be a foolproof business. It really should be. And he's still managing to drive it into the ground.
0: Like, even if WWE is failing right now... He'll still be set for life because he's a billionaire, but I mean, it's it's just really a shame because he built that company. Or well, he didn't; his father did, but he
1: he brought to new heights, and now he's killing it. He, he
0: brought it to new heights, and now it's just completely failing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. Do we have anything else, or should we sign off?
0: I think that's pretty much it.
1: All right. Cool. Everyone, thank you for listening.